Stay tuned after the podcast to listen to me and my dad. This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. You may have noticed my brand new logo. It was designed and created by Melanie at Cuttlefish Graphics. I was looking to rebrand my podcast, and Cuttlefish Graphics made the process so easy. The finished look of the logo and the professional files I received were amazing. On top of logos, Cuttlefish Graphics offers professional branding and websites. I could not be happier with the job that they did. To start your next project, email Melanie at CuttlefishGraphics.com. Mention you heard this ad on the Nerdball Podcast and receive a $50 discount on a new logo design. That's CuttlefishGraphics.com. C-U-T-T-L-E, FishGraphics.com. Let's start the show. I'm Jackie Durr. I am the STEM teacher at Perrysburg Junior High, and I also coach a travel boys basketball team. And this is the Nerdball Podcast. is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. One thing I struggle with all the time is when I meet teachers that taught me is calling them by their first name. And uh, it was, and now it, it happened with Coach Kriegel, and I always call him Coach, Coach Sims. And I would see you a lot during um, like softball season because my wife played in the same softball league for a few years. And I'd always call you Miss Durr. And then you'd always say, just call me Jackie. So it took me a while, but right? I think I figured it out. Yeah. And, and now I, I'm uh, volunteering with uh, uh, Mr. Henches for the, uh, for the track team. So that's another one I got to get used to calling Jim. Right. I if, have the same problem with teachers that I had in school. Yeah. Like, just call me Vicky or yeah. call me so-and-so. I'm like, eh, no. It's, a, it's such a... Um, I think because my, my parents just ingrained that in me so much. Like even there's the, the person we buy um, Andrea's cars from, he was like my second dad growing up. And even now I still call him Mr. Trowball. And, he, and he's, never been, he's never wanted to say, hey, call me Jeff. So I don't because I think he wants me to keep calling him that. So, but that's just something my parents always did to me. So it, it takes a while for me to, to right. get it out. <laughs> right, right. It's a respect thing. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, when, when we first originally talked, you you seemed very busy, um, and I noticed your Facebook post. You're, you said you're coaching a basketball team. Um, you're a teacher. You help your mom out quite a bit. It seems like too. Um, how do you find time for all this stuff? It, you were a duck mother this past summer. I was. That was <laughs> awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. I think life is about creating memories, mm-hmm. and. Um, I find myself that when I'm not super busy, then I'm super bored. Okay. And I always, I don't know, I just always have that drive in me to, to be helping others. And um, I'm always out in my wood shop doing wood projects. That's my happy place. Okay. And um, I don't know, I just, it just seems like that's my purpose in life is go crazy and, yeah. and help others. Well, I'm the same way. I'm always doing something and, and, my wife, I'll be, it'll be on the weekend and I'm cleaning up or whatever. She goes, why don't you just sit down for a little bit? She goes, you make me tired just running around doing stuff. But it's the same way. My mom's like that. My, my dad always said, as soon as she sits down at night that her, she's a robot and her, and she's out of, she's out of juice. Cause she falls asleep immediately. Cause she just goes, 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 you know? Right. Some um, people say something about, Hey, did you see this movie or did you see that movie? I'm like, I don't watch a whole lot of movies because, uh, <laughs> I'm doing other things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the woodworking. Tell me a little bit about, about that, because that's a newer thing you started within the past year or two, maybe, it seemed. Right. So in high school, back in the day, I'm not that old, but back in the day, I was the only girl to take woodshop class from 7th grade through 12th grade. And um, my dad was a shop teacher for Perrysburg Schools. Okay. So I'm the only one out of six kids to take up the love of woodworking. Oh. Um, so I've always loved doing it, but over the last year, I've actually created my own uh, business yeah. where I do custom made items and I do river tables with epoxy and mm-hmm. um, so I find that that's my that's my happy place and when we went into the lockdown I don't know what I would have done without having my shop to go to yeah I know with with uh, my grandfather was a carpenter and my dad always talked about how he was out there doing stuff all the time with him and when they weren't working they were always doing things um, the the tables you made they're really cool because I, I 
uh, and the epoxy pours and river tables have been getting really popular the past few years. And so I would see videos and, and on the, on Facebook and stuff. And then I started seeing yours and, and it, they look really cool. How hard is it? Because it looks difficult. Um, especially because if you mess up, like it, it, there's no way to hide imperfections. It seems sometimes you can hide them, but, um, it's expensive. Oh yeah. Okay. The epoxy itself is, a, is expensive and you learn by doing it. Um, I remember my first table that I did. It was actually with a student at the junior high. Oh. I shown a picture to my class, and I'm like, you guys, I really want to learn how to do this. <laughs> and a student by the name of Sam, he's like, I want to learn how to do it, too. I said, well, let's do it together. Awesome. So with Mr. Wallace down in the shop class, they built the mold. They prepared the wood. We brought it up to my STEM lab and stayed after school the one day, and we're pouring the epoxy. And all of a sudden, I'm like, Sam, where's all the epoxy going? Oh, no. I'm like, ah, oh, we need to clamp down the boards. <laughs> so that was a little bit of an expensive uh, fix, but yeah. we were able to fix it. And now he has that. I think it's in his, his bedroom. He made it as a, a floating shelf. Oh, okay. Yeah. A shelf that's about six foot long and two feet wide. But um, so, yeah, you just learn by doing it. And then yeah. as you're going, you just have to let your creative juices flow and not be afraid to uh, really not be afraid to mess up. Yeah. Because it is, it is art, you know. When you when you say let the juices flow, like it is, it's it's um, every. You could use the same color ten times or in the same piece of wood, but they're all going to look different, right? Because you how you mix them or how the wood grew that year or whatever, you know. So that that's cool. The, those tables are really cool, um, and it's cool that you turned into a business, you know, yeah. another an, another little side hustle. It's something you love to do. I, that's something I've talked about uh, endless times in this podcast. Is just find something you love to do because it makes it it makes going to work every day so much easier right and it, it also makes you have an area where you can um re <clears throat> regenerate mm-hmm. you know i think everybody needs something in their life where it's just like a you, you lose track of time yeah. type of thing mm-hmm. and that's when you can really relax mm-hmm. and then during the times like we're in right now we we need something yeah. to be able to relax <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah um i when i decided to help coach henches with uh track this year i was i was talking to a um another student and he's asking what i was doing at the high school and i was like oh i'm, I'm helping uh henches with track he was my track coach 17 years ago i'm like oh my gosh it's been so- <laughs> when, when when you're a high school student or a junior high student every teacher you see you think they're a million years old like that's just how you are as a teenager, and I'm like 17 years ago, and and that's you know I had you for as a freshman and uh, as a senior for two classes, and, and I was like, man, did they bo- I, just this morning? I was like, did did she start teaching like right when I started high school? It just seems like it just seems. I started teaching weird. when I was 12, Lorenzo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 12. <laughs> it, it 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 just it's so crazy to me because like I said, when you're in when you're in school as a student you know all adults are like you're just you're really old you're old right right but but it's it's but you've been at Perrysburg for a while how long have you been at Perrysburg this is my 22nd year I was 12 years at the high school um and then we had the cuts and so um I unfortunately got laid off but Mm. two weeks before the next school year started a teacher left and I got to go to the junior high and awesome I call it my blessing in disguise because I've been able to really expand and um it's a different, it's a different teaching environment, mm-hmm. and some people are like, "Well, you you know, you're a saint to co- to uh, teach at the junior high, or oh, how can you handle high school?" And you you just have a different influence. Yeah, you know, the high school. Yeah, you know, I got to have the 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 um, adult type conversations with you guys, mm-hmm. and you guys would come in, you know, about prom and the football games and basketball games. At the junior high, you're still influencing their lives and i think no offense to you in the high school but Mm -hmm. um i think that you have an even a more powerful influence on those kids because they're at a time in their life where they're making some choices that Mm -hmm. could be good could be not so good and you have a really powerful impact on them that's a really good time where just like you said the choices because they could 
because of one teacher, one someone in administration that says something or helps them in one way can totally change that. And once you get into high school, you're you're on the path, and it's a little harder to, to turn make you know help them turn the other way. So that's a right. good point. Yeah, right. I know that I I you know I I coached uh, junior high track for a while, and that's the same way. Like it's and 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 some of them too, they they can listen a lot easier, and 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 they might not take it in, but at least they're they're looking at you and paying attention to you for the most part, where and they're soaking in whatever you have to tell them. Right. Um. And like I said, sometimes they take the information, and sometimes they don't. But that's all kids, right? Yeah. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> You know, so, speaking of, of you, you know, commenting about having me, uh, Mr. Buker, the, the assistant principal at the junior high, mm-hmm. he was doing my evaluation the other day. Oh, yeah. And one of my students was commenting, and, and I said uh, something to the student about, you know, uh, Mr. Buker is a, a great assistant principal. And Mr. Buker told the student, you know, you know yeah, I, I've known you for quite a while. And he says something that you might want to know is, I had Miss Durr as a teacher in high school, <laughs> and I'm like, "Thanks for making me feel so old now." <laughs> oh man! But it is That's neat funny. to see that, um, you know, to see you being so successful, and then to, well, to see Mr. Buker and that. It's yeah. Like, um, that's an honor as a teacher to when you see your your kids mm-hmm. um, being successful. Yeah, we've I've talked about that too. It, it it's fun because you you you. I mean, everyone that has had a part in that, right? Wherever, wherever this this kid ends up, you had a part in that. Um, we, I forget. Oh, we the last podcast I did with my wife and my sister in law. We talked about jobs we wanted to do. Um, I think it was this. I don't know. I have, I have two podcasts, so it might have been the other <laughs> one too. But I had mentioned being, wanted to be a veterinarian, and I remember um, taking your career options class. Uh-huh. And we were, I think, I think. Um, we either there was a, a, cha- a policy change or something because someone went to go shadow a vet and they and they passed out or something so they're like ah maybe we shouldn't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't get a chance to do that but one thing i do remember we were watching a video and uh i fell asleep and you caught me and you're like uh, hey can you stand up and i'm like okay and you're like all right just stand up you can watch the rest of the video <laughs> like and i've yeah. never forgot that I was, I was like what a good punishment because it's 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 so simple like hey just stand up okay and all right you're good I'm like, wait, what? I'm just supposed to stand here now? What? I got that from my dad. Oh, did you really? Oh, yeah, because my dad, he would, he told me he would always sneak up on the on the kid that fell asleep, and mm-hmm. he, like, smacked the table really hard and scare the crap out of him. He goes, but then he would just tell him, you know, you need to stand up. And if they ask why, you'd say, well, you know, you're falling asleep. I don't want you to fall out of the chair and get hurt. Yeah. So that was always my reason. I don't want you to fall and get hurt. I care about you. Oh wow! So so after that, uh, we watched another video, and I had a pen and paper, and we weren't taking notes. We were just watching a video, but I was just scribbling. And you came back, like, "What are you writing?" I go, "I don't want to fall asleep because I just like, kept moving my <laughs> pen back and forth." Isn't it funny what you remember? Yeah. Because I don't remember no. that at all. <laughs> I always that's the memory that comes back to me when whenever I see you is just having me stand up in your class. <laughs> I bet you stay awake now. I did. I did. And I, I figured out a way to do it. <laughs> uh, so so when you, you made the move to junior high, was it for STEM at that time? Actually, it was. I was moved to the junior high, and it was a computer class. Okay. And um, so that went on for, I think, about three years. And then Katie Anstett, who used to be our curriculum director and then the assistant superintendent, she came into me one day, and she said, um, I want you to be the lead for our new STEM program. Oh, wow. And I looked at her, and I still get choked up to this, because <laughs> um, I always thought that she didn't, she didn't like me as well mm-hmm. as others. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get that nervous feeling. And when she came to me and told me that, I looked at her and I said, why me? Yeah. Why me? And I'm teared up. And I said, I didn't think that you liked me that much. <laughs> And she goes, you have a way with kids. And at this age, we need somebody that is good with kids mm-hmm. um, more so than a, a curriculum. Both are important. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But we need somebody that can reach kids. Mm-hmm. And you're that person. And that has made such a huge impact on me since the day she told me that. Um, I've always have hoped that I've been a positive impact on, on all my kids, but that reinforced that, you know, curriculum is important, Mm -hmm. but making sure your kids are okay 
and having fun with them and showing them that, you know, life's about creating memories and a positive attitude, uh, that weighs a whole lot more. Yeah. And, and just to get some, I mean, nobody, uh, not a lot of people do jobs to get the, like, thank you, you you know, good job. Even when that happens to me at work, like I just say, you know, I, I appreciate it, but it's my job I'm here to do. But when you do, like for her to tell you, like, this is, I want you, um, it just gives you such a, a, sen- a sense of like accomplishment, like I'm doing something good. Right. And to the point where now they're creating this brand new program and they want me to be the head of it. It just gives you like, like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And we're, we are very fortunate in Perrysburg because a lot of schools, you know, they don't have the shop classes. They don't mm-hmm. have the STEM programs like we do. And so many kids thrive off of the hands-on learning. Yes. You know, and I'm one of them. That's, I just absolutely love teaching this because I'm more of a tell me, mm-hmm. show me, and let's do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not one that would learn the best out of a book. And so that's what the STEM class allows is, you know, I'm not telling kids, read chapter one, answer these questions. Yeah. It's, hey, let's investigate this. How can we make this? What do you guys want to do now for a project? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of student input. That that's important too, and I even use that with football to help them remember plays or, or hey, this is a new play. How are we going to signal it in? Because if they have input from the get go, it sinks in a little bit more, and it makes them want to be more a part of it. Because right. hey, I helped create this. Yep. Yeah. Uh, explain. I guess I should have had that from the beginning, but explain STEM um, to people. Maybe maybe people don't know what STEM is. So STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. Uh, it's a hands-on class. We do different projects, and no matter what project you're doing, the kids are applying the engineering design process. They're mm-hmm. applying their math skills. Um, and it, you know, it might be your, your basic math skills, which I think are the most needed yes. refreshers nowadays, but they don't realize it. So they're having a lot of fun while they're learning. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, right now, um, my seventh graders, I ask them about our jacket way posters. I said, take a look around. They're, like, they're in the hallways. I'm like, yeah, they're plastered all over the hallways. <laughs> and so I had them look. And, you know, we talked about why don't they stand out? Well, they just blend in. Mm-hmm. They're not colorful. So, I, all right, your job is you're going to create new Jackaway posters for us. Um, in the high school, or I'm sorry, not the high school, the, the eighth grade. I said, what do we want to do to dress up our building to make it your building? Because mm-hmm. we just got a vinyl printer uh, cutter this year and um, so they're going to design wall decals and things like that to help make it their building not just a building yeah. but theirs and it, so it's it incorporates a lot we do 3d printing laser engraving uh, we just got a garment printer this year and then we'll do like solar powered cars battery powered wow. cars um, you know we've done the toothpick bridges um it just opens up a whole world of things, like you said, because some schools don't have this. There's a whole whole different world of opportunities and, and things they might want to do when they get older that they would never have even thought of. Right. And somebody might ask me, hey, what can you give me your curriculum for the year? And I, I hesitate. I'm like, well, no, not really, because mm-hmm. I give my kids a choice. Yeah. And so, like, in the fall, we did hot air balloons. Well, you can't do that in the winter. You know, and depending on what your what your kids want to do, that may not be of a high interest for them. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, there's a there's a curriculum that that is there for each project, but it's not guaranteed we're going to do the exact same project every single quarter. Yeah. Do you give? I'm sure there, in most classes there's always a few outs, more outspoken or outgoing ones. When you say like, "Hey, what are we what are we doing?" How do you decide that? Because I'm sure, like I said, the ones that are there's, there's going to be outspoken. Like, we're doing, I want to do this, this, and this, and some other ones might not say anything. Well, I, normally I'll make a list up on the board mm-hmm. of project ideas, or we'll talk about different things. Or you know, like we got the new vinyl printer in, the kids are like, "Hey, we want to use that." All right, well, here's a couple options, mm-hmm. and so we'll break it down that way. Um, just recently, I did what's called a choice project. And I let the kids design something, and they could either choose the garment printer, the 3D printer, or the laser engraver. And so they got to choose what their design, mm. you know, was made on. Yeah. Um, so that gives them three options, and I think that's that's a pretty good 
<laughs> pretty good uh, amount of options yeah. for for a junior high kid. Yeah, especially. Um, I mean, it, it obviously when this program started, you didn't have all these things. So as you do more, you have more options. Even as you get as you get get uh, through the years. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The STEM the STEM lab has really evolved from the beginning. We used to just do modules, and they were good, but um, the kids. They lost interest in them, you know, and so fortunately, being a um, vocational class, Mm -hmm. we get vocational funds from the state. So that helps with providing new equipment and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you got all this equipment. How is that possible? It's like, well, we're (laughs) career tech and there's there's money from the state for for vocational. Okay. And I I know that there always seems to be too. I, I think it happened years ago when we got the new turf and stuff. Like um, the the people who wanted that for for whoever donates money, I want it for this specific thing. But people are always trying to get it because it's hard. Your school funding's a, a tough thing, and it's um, uh, the mayor was here. Tom Mackin was talking about it a little bit last episode and how how hard it is and it should be adjusted, but it hasn't. It was ruled unconstitutional, but nothing's changed, you know? So it is always a thing like, hey, how'd you get that? And then and then you feel like you have to defend yourself, right. I would imagine, right? Right. And, and we've, had, um, we've had donors. In fact, my classroom is the first classroom to be named um, after uh, Jackie and, oh my gosh, I feel bad. I don't oh, no. remember his name, but Harvey. Okay. Um, and so that's relationship to Chris Harvey that just retired from the high school oh, yeah, and Ray yeah. Pullman, uh, his wife, um, they made a, a, a nice donation. And so now my classroom is named after them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, uh, that, that again, like, like you're doing something where people want to invest in it, you know, and people want to put their name on it literally yeah. you know, because it's such a cool thing. And I've told my kids, like when it was first dedicated, I told my kids, I said, every day you walk into this room, I want you to look at that sign above the door mm-hmm. because without people like that, these things may not happen. Yeah. And we're just so fortunate to, to have people that, that want to invest in our school. Yeah. It's a, it's a great investment. Uh, it's well worth it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, the kids that deserve it. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's one of your, or I guess it might be hard, but a few of your, the best projects you think that you guys created in there, or you did in there? Um, one that stands out to me is we have a student who is, she's blind, mm-hmm. but she loves to bake. Okay. And so um, one, of the, one of the ladies that helps her came to me and said, hey, can you do a project that helps her level the ingredients when she's measuring? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. So she comes into my class, and so she's explaining to the students. And she goes, no, you know, like when you level, and I looked at her, and I said, you might want to explain that because I'm not a cook. (laughs) (laughs) Just You know, when you flip the knife over and you level the the flower or whatever. Yeah. So my students came up with different designs to attach to measuring cups mm. that would allow her to feel and level off those measuring cups. Wow. So we used the 3D printer and then we ended up using the laser engraver and cutting plexiglass, quarter inch thick, mm-hmm. to create levelers that would swipe back and forth. Wow. And then we took a Dremel and dremeled little notches to indicate, hey, this is a quarter of a cup. This is one cup. Oh. Um, so that was that was really rewarding, and I think the kids really got into that because they were helping someone else. Yeah, someone they knew. Yeah. 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 Um, the other one, I just did a webinar yesterday, and um, we were in class one day. I was asking kids for project ideas, and this mm-hmm. one girl sitting there, and she looks up at my windowsill, and I have those, um, you know, the things that catch the solar power and they move. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she looks up there, and she goes, why can't we do those? Make something like that. And I'm like, well, like what? She goes, let's make bobbleheads. And I said, okay, well, you guys find the lesson on how to do it. Mm-hmm. I, le- I let them be in charge. Yeah. And they sure did. They came back. <laughs> Here's a lesson on how to make it. So we did that one first. I'm like, okay, now you can create your own. And I had a student um, that created a Brutus the Buckeye bobblehead. And I'm like, yeah. That's, for, that's all you, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sharon Swaitala's daughter. So I don't know if you know the Swaitalas or not, mm-hmm. but um, and then she painted it and everything. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah and, and you seem to be, uh, I've seen some posts where you're doing like your webinars, you said, and you go, you, well, you used to before you could fly around, but you would go to different places and um, either give talks or be in rooms to hear talks. But you seem to like, especially in this area, like a leader in this because of, of what you're doing. Is that, is that, am I accurate in saying that, that you're a go-to person as far as, as, as what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I've had quite a few people, but um, I don't know that I would be called a go-to. I mean, I I mean think nobody we're, we're, would say that about themselves. We're though. all in this together. <laughs> we're all in this together. Um, I do love sharing mm-hmm. information. Yeah. Um, I've gone to Texas, Nashville, um, Vegas, yeah. and presented at national conferences. Um, you get all nerved up and everything, but... <laughs> I, I get a charge out of that because I'm able to share the work that my kids have done yeah. with others. And to me, that's just a proud moment of who my kids are. Mm-hmm. And to be able to share stories about, you know, my kids and and how they meet challenges and things like that to somebody that's from like yesterday. We had people from the UK. Oh wow. Uh to me that's that's just rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want, I want more kids to be able to experience what our kids in Perrysburg get to experience. And that doesn't happen unless people are willing to share what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't make things better unless you say, hey, this has worked for me and this hasn't worked for me. So don't, <laughs> you know, don't worry about trying to do that. Um, so I just, I don't know. I just want to help. I want to help kids achieve success in a fun way. Yeah. And, and it seems just the way you're describing it, it seems, uh, you're doing that. Like it's, it's, it, I want to do some of that stuff, you know, it <laughs> seems really fun. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Um, when, um, when you said your dad was a teacher, right. Um, did you get to, was he still teaching when you started? So my dad was a teacher, um, at Perrysburg. Mm-hmm. He started at Northwood, then he moved to Perrysburg for 30 some years. He coached wrestling, football, baseball. In fact, my dad was the baseball coach, and then he handed it over to Dave Hall. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. so there's a great combination there. Um, and my dream as a kid was to work with my dad. Yeah. Um, he, since he was the assistant AD as well, we would go over there as kids to be able to see our dad. Mm-hmm. And so walking through the halls, and when I was going to Bowling Green for a short time, I'd stop in and see him and... You know, we'd talk questions and uh, we'd sit around the fire. And and then uh, I was working at an ophthalmology office. So it took me 10 years to get through college. Okay. Because I paid for it as I went. Uh. Um, So I started teaching later on in life. And my dad ended up retiring and getting Alzheimer's. Okay. And so he and some people might remember Larry Clark. Mm Mm-hmm. They, they had an incentive program back then where they would work like 75 days a year and get a lump sum. And so Dad and Larry Clark did this. And I got to sub one day mm-hmm. when my dad was, was working. And so I did get to work with my dad. Wow. It was one day. And I remember coming down the main stairs and him seeing me. He goes, hey, baby, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to lunch. He goes, come on, I'll buy you lunch. <laughs> I mean, that's just a treasure. Yeah. Just it, a treasure. Uh, but there's a lot of times I'll be teaching and I'll think about, like, I remember asking my dad, how do you handle this or how do you handle that? And, you know, so one time I remember saying, how how do you handle people that are just, like, going off and being obnoxious? And he's <laughs> like, well, you know, as long as they're not bothering you, you just let them go be idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just stay out of it. <laughs> Your dad, your dad seemed like a, an awesome person. You, you, you mention him a lot in your posts and stuff, and, and you talk about him a lot. He seemed, um, he seemed really cool. He seemed um, like, like he was a teacher for so long because people wanted him there, right? People wanted him in the building, yeah. and people, you know, the students enjoyed him. Yeah, I remember going to basketball games, and they'd come up to him, and they, he was like 6'4", 250. He was a big dude. Yeah. And uh, they'd come up, pat him on the belly, like, hey, Derby, how's it going? And he's like, boy, want me to rip your face off? (laughs) (laughs) 
So, you know, I just, I saw how he treated the kids mm-hmm. and how they responded to him. Yeah. And so I try to do a lot of the same things with him. Yeah. You know, my dad and, and Pat Summit were two of my biggest influencers. Mm-hmm. Did, did you, um, I, I, I knew that about you. A lot of people know you, you, you uh, um, like Pat Summit. Um, did you get to meet her? I did. I did. How how was that? Because you know, it, it, maybe you had the same feeling as as when you walked in the classroom with your dad. But but to to meet your idol and it had to be amazing. Yeah. So I think, like I said earlier, I'm not a book reader. Mm-hmm. In fact, I fall asleep. I would have been Lorenzo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have read every one of Pat's books. Yeah. Because they're about leadership. They're about becoming a better person. Um, and so I remember telling my sister in law. A dream of mine would be to meet Pat Summit, mm-hmm. and then of course she came down with Alzheimer's. She followed about the same path as my dad did. They okay. went really quick, and um, my sister-in-law called me the one day and she goes, "Hey, can you go to Tennessee next whatever the day was?" Yeah, I'm like, "Well, I don't know." And so I remember calling my principal Dale Wiltsey and I said, "Hey, I have this opportunity. Can I get a day off? I don't want to schedule an airfare." If I can't get oh, the day yeah. off. And he's like, do you have personal days left? Yep. Okay, go for it. <laughs> and so I ended up taking my brother and nephew with me. But, you know, I got there a day early and I'm scoping things out. And and they're like, you'll be the first one in line. You don't have to get to here until a certain time. And I was there a half an hour early. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wore my blue suit with my orange, my orange shirt. And I went up to Pat and she's talking to me. And, and I said, Pat, I love, love your quotes. Love your leadership. I said, but I have one for you. I said, positive attitude equals positive outcome. And she looks at me and she goes, you know, I really like that. <laughs> and so that's just been something that, you know, you look back on and you're like, wow. That's, yeah, that, to, to meet someone who, who influenced you so much and for it to be a great outcome. Because sometimes it, it doesn't happen that way. You right. Know? Um, but that's, that's amazing. And, and I... And if I recall, you've kind of stayed because you get, didn't you get a, a suit made from one of her suits also? I actually have two of her suits. Oh, wow. Uh, one, she actually wore uh, when she got an award. Um, so I have two of her suits that uh, Maria Cornelius, who does a lot of writing for the Lady Vols, I called her. I'm like, hey, they're having a, an auction or, or garage sale, whatever it was, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, estate sale. Okay. And um, I said, I can't get down there. And she, I said, I don't need anything Tennessee. I just want one of her suits. Yeah. And um, so she's like, you call them back. And so I did. I called like four times. And finally they're <laughs> like, all right. Because I'm like, look, I'll, I'll send you money. I'll, you know, wire it. Yeah. I'll give you my credit card. I'll pay you to shop. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I just, I want one of the suits. Yeah. And uh, so I had one tailored to fit me mm-hmm. uh and so then i have another one that it fits me pretty good but not perfect yeah um so usually like when i do presentations i'll wear oh wow that suit or at least the blazer of it um and i have to laugh because dave matoliak when i coach basketball at the high school i always wear a suit mm-hmm. because that's the people that i looked up to you know like pat summit my dad Kathy Freese that used to coach for Perrysburg, they all wore suits when they coached. Yeah. And so I followed their steps, and I thought that was the professional thing to do at yeah. the time. And so when I got the Pat Summit suits, I had to make sure I showed Dave <laughs> Matoliak that now you can really call me Pat. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It, 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 and it's got to feel like like when you're wearing it for a presentation, you can just feel energy you yeah. know, from it because you know where, it, where it's been or, or who, it's, you know, who wore it. Right. It just makes you even more, maybe even more jazzed up to. You do. <laughs> to I mean, I'm sure you have outfits too that you're like, yeah, oh, I feel good in this. I, oh. I feel the power. I have a, a co- I call it my coaching shirt because my freshman year or, or one of my uh, years I coached freshman, um, I wore it every game and went undefeated. And now that's my, my favorite shirt, my coaching shirt right, to wear. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think everybody has to get that one outfit that really means something to mm-hmm. them because it's a, it's a, Game changer yeah. mentally. Mentally, yes. You know, and I think that helps you stay on the positive side where it's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to throw this on. <laughs> you know, um, it just it gets you 
psyched up. Mm-hmm. It gets you focused, and you're like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> That's the same thing when, when I did stand-up comedy. I had show shirts, I would call them, and I had, like, three shirts, and I'd always wear those because it's one less thing to think about, too. Like, what am I going to wear? Right. Um, because you know, like, I'm going to wear that. And, and because you know how it makes you feel. And, you, and like I said, one less thing to think about, you know. So I even had that for there, too. Um, so me, so those, those two times, working with your dad for that day and meeting Pat Summit, would you say those are, like, two maybe the best highlights that you've had in, in all your years? Because those are two huge things. I mean, even when you said you're a little kid, that was a dream of yours to, to work with your dad, right? Yeah, I would say those were huge. Um, I, I think the other thing that's really huge is when you can share your faith with others mm-hmm. and help them out. Um, but yeah, as far as things that I will always cherish, yeah, yeah, those are it. Um, there's a lot of things from teaching too that, you know, it's like, man, I remember this or I remember that, and you know, the kids that have come back and. I can remember one student when I was at the high school came back. And all of a sudden, I look and he's standing in my doorway, and I'm like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> I just wanted to come to tell you that I'm going to ask my girlfriend to marry me. Wow! You know, or that 10 o'clock phone call from a student that says, "Hey, I just want to let you know, uh, my wife just had her baby." Hmm. You know, because my rule was, I won't give you a phone number, but when you graduate, I'll always be here for you. Yeah. Um, that's when they could get the number in case they ever needed it. Mm-hmm. That's and, and to build like sometimes build special relationships you don't even know that's happening until you get those calls or until you know like because yeah. you might not talk to these people for years and then all of a sudden like oh they they remembered and they um, got I I gave them something enough for them to tell me these special moments in their life right yeah. it's the little things you mm-hmm. know like one year um, I made them like little jewelry box memory boxes and I routed their names on the top and I remember one mom telling me. You know, my son just moved to Chicago and he could take limited things. And that's one of the things he said, this is going. (laughs) Yeah. But it's also, I'm not saying that because of what I did. It's what the students did for me Mm -hmm. that I wanted to give back to them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just such a rewarding opportunity when you're teaching or coaching. Um, You don't realize, yes, we, we get a lot out of teaching, but I don't think that the kids realize how much we get back yeah. from them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they will until they get older. And it could be in any job until they feel that again. Right. Because right. that is, um, I had, uh, I think it was a few years ago, um, Lincoln Bachbrader. Um, when I had him as a seventh grade coach, we, there was a few times where, um, was it it might have been in, in, as a freshman, but we would mess around. We like wrestle each other after the game or whatever after varsity games. And uh, and when he was walking out uh, for senior night, he said his favorite memory was was like beating me finally the last day of the, his senior year or something <laughs> like that. I, I couldn't remember what it was, but it was something like that. And you know, for me, it was just like this thing we did. Um, but for him, it's it's stuck with them right. enough for for it to be a really good memory. And, and even now, like we we have a good relationship. I'll talk to him and and. Um, because because I just get interested, just like you get interested in their lives. And I had um, someone ask me, like, how involved do you get with the kids you coach? I go, I'm involved as much as they want me to be involved. If they just want to be a surface level, we say hello at practice, I coach them, then, that, then that's fine. But if they, if they want to talk to me on the phone or text or whatever, then I'll do that because they're reaching out. Right. Like they want, want me to be more a part. And, and I, that's one thing I love about coaching is being in their lives as much, like I said, as much as they want me to be, because I, I feel like if they want me to be there, I'm important enough for them to reach out. Yeah. And you can read the kids too. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, which kids are like, you know, something's not right. Um, like one of the, I I know with this pandemic, some people are like, yes, the remote learning is working. No, it's not working at all. Um, you know, we all need to be back in class, but I will say that when we were full remote, and we had a, a structure of the students had to attend our Zoom class meetings. Mm-hmm. I always told my kids, hey, I'm the last one off. If you have questions, you want to talk, you want to hang out, feel free. Yeah. And that really gave the opportunity. There were some students that they would just stay and they would just talk, mm-hmm. you know, about the basketball game that's coming up or, 
You know, I had one student that was actually going through a difficult time. And we probably talked for a good 20, 30 minutes that if we were in the classroom, you know, you got four minutes in between classes. Yeah. And so there were a lot of advantages to having that platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as I was able to help that student, that student also brightened my day. Yeah. And I think that's the best part of teaching and coaching is you get to be a kid. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, I, and I tell them, I tell my kids at the beginning of the year, I'm like, look, we'll, we we have work to do. Yeah, we have work to do, but we're still gonna have fun. Mm-hmm. We just need to know when we need to put a stop to the fun and and get the work done <laughs> and get that accomplished. And, and I tell, I, I'm like, I absolutely love my job because I get to hang out with you guys. Yeah, you know, yes, could I be making more money doing something else? Possibly. But would I be able to act like a kid? You know, would I, you know, for spirit days, would I be able to go into another job and be decked out head to toe in red? Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, it's just a, it's a great platform. Mm-hmm. And that, just to reach people is, our world just needs more positive people, mm-hmm. more people that are like, it's not about me, it's about what can I do for others. Yeah. And that's our opportunity as teachers and coaches to, be that shining light to show others that it can be done. Yeah. Even in a pandemic. Yep. And, and it's such, it could be such small little things that, that, that you might see as little, um, like just staying and talking to those kids. Like it's just a conversation. Um, but to them, it, it meant the world. Or, or, and for me, when I was the freshman coach, I always, in my mind, like this is their freshman year of football. Once they move on, it's, it's going to be a lot more serious. Yep. So for me, every Friday, we played our games on Thursday, every Friday for practice, um, we do something f- more fun, like we play seven on seven or ultimate frisbee. I'd bring in ice cream, um, just just something that that they can get one more thing out of being playing football. Because a lot of those kids, so they're never going to play football again. The freshman year was their last year. You know, at the end of the year, I bought pizza, and I would always tell them the day, um, the night of our last game, like, all right, guys, we got one more weightlifting. It's going to be really hard because it's our last one. We got to get a good one in, and then they show up, and there's 20 pizzas just sitting in the locker room. <laughs> we just eat pizza, you yeah, know, because because yeah. it's the last time they're gonna. Like I said, it gets a little more serious when you when you get into the varsity, but um, just those little things where, where they you know where, where they can be, um, like you said, just have fun, be a kid, right? I mean, yeah. And I, I did this, the same thing when I was a freshman girls basketball coach. It's, like we would do dribble tag and yeah, just goofy things. And, and we practiced at the Commodore, and so you know there was the thing of Charlie the Ghost, and <laughs> you know a noise would happen. Ah, oh, don't worry about it, it's just Charlie. And, <laughs> and in fact, the one year. Uh, Mr. Hosler and um, the the current the not the current but the treasurer mm-hmm. they set up a tour for my kids. Oh really? Oh yeah, and you know Mr. Hosler had it all set up <laughs> up into the up into the uh, viewing area, and um, he had a lot of fun with it. We had a lot of fun with it, just showing them, hey, here's where Charlie worked and here's where Charlie <laughs> lived, and um, but the same thing. I had the same philosophy as a freshman as. Some of them will move on. Some of them won't. Um, it's their first year in high school. You, there's a huge step from junior high sports to high school sports mm-hmm. as far as what the demands are. Um, so I, th- I thought it was our job to um, get them acclimated to, hey, this is high school sports. Yeah. Now it's, 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 it's time to get serious, you yeah. know. But then we would still do the goofy stuff. Yeah. Um, and I remember, I think it was my first year of coaching. It was either my first or second year of coaching the basketball. So that Christmas, believe it or not, I helped make lasagna for Christmas. And I thought, hmm, I, this not bad, not bad. So I told my kids, oh, I'm going to make you guys lasagna. So I invited them all over to my house with their parents, obviously. And uh, all of a sudden, all the kids are gone. They're gone. Well, my mom was involved in this little prank of theirs. They went to my mom and asked if she had any toilet paper. And they went out and they toilet papered my car and my truck. <laughs> and then sent me a picture of all of them in the back of my truck and having a toilet paper. <laughs> you know, so, but that that's the fun things yeah. as they're learning to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you're, you mentioned you're still coaching basketball now, right? Right. I coach a sixth grade travel team yeah how uh how how is that because i i've coached um baseball 
and t-ball for my son when he was younger and uh and it's it's uh it can be difficult because there's so little i think i think my son was five when i coached him so now there's uh 12 five-year-olds out there running around Um, but i've never coached you know that age or coached i haven't even coached basketball how obviously you're doing it because you love it and um but but how is it how how fun is it for you so well i was blessed to be able to coach my nephew garrett from the time he started playing until he got to junior high so I had a little bit of that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like sixth grade. We just finished a tournament last weekend, um, did well in it. And I told the boys at the end of the game, I said, I want you to think of two things that you did positive and two things you need to work on. And Wednesday at practice, I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Because during practices, during games, you know, there's those coaching moments where you're like, oh, my gosh, I've told you this 10,000 yes. times. Yes. Will you just do it? Or, you know, you, you <laughs> tell them something in a timeout, and they go out, and they do just the opposite. And you're like, you're killing me, Smalls. Come on. We just talked about we it. We just talked about it. You know, or, or you've got one that, that likes to get teary-eyed. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. dude, suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> you got to keep going. Yep. But this past Wednesday, we went around the horn and, you know, the, the head coach and, and I were talking to the kids and we had the kids tell us. And in the past, it would have always been whatever the first kid said, the rest of them all said it. <laughs> but this past Wednesday, every one of those boys had their own positives and things they needed to work on. Mm-hmm. And as they're doing that, I almost got choked up. Yeah. And, you know, I, at the end, I told them, I said, you know what I just witnessed here, guys? I just witnessed growth. Yeah. I witnessed growth because a month ago, you all would have been saying the exact same thing. <laughs> and now you're, you're growing up and you're realizing what you need to work on, you know, what things you're doing well. Mm-hmm. And you need to keep working on those things. Yeah. Because that's like sixth grade is a pivotal moment. Um, especially like in Perrysburg, you got so many kids coming out for sports. You're, you got to give people a run for their money. You know, Mm -hmm. it isn't just the, Hey, I'm here. (laughs) Toss me a ball. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I might throw it out the door (laughs) or I might make the shot. Um, but not in Perrysburg. It's, it's competitive. Yeah. You know, one thing I like when you said that too, is when you said two positive things and you didn't say two negative things, you said two things to work on so that, tells them like hey i'm not doing um i know i need to work on these things i might be okay at them but they're not negative right and i think that's a word that needs to stay out of sports just being being negative in general so i I like that how you said that yeah and and this is one of uh pat summit's things uh she used to always use what's called the oreo cookie method you always start with something positive and then you talk about something that needs to be worked on Mm, okay and then you end on positive so you're you're building the the player up or the it could be student as well yeah build them up all right now here's what we need to work on and that you know so that might bring them down a little bit Mm -hmm. depending on on where they're at and then it's like all right so how are we going to do that and you end on a positive yeah um yeah i have a big quote in the back of my room this is positive attitude equals positive outcome you know and and one of the things with my sixth graders i've got a couple of them says i can't yeah and I'm like, no, start running. And they looked at me and I said, no, you're going to start running. My high school basketball coach, now I played at Lake. I went to the Lake and we played on the stage. And so there was balls. You'd go flying off of the stage. <laughs> so then you had, you know, you had the auditorium seats out there. And I remember as a freshman, my side shot was terrible, just terrible. <laughs> and I, I looked at her and I'm like, coach, I can't do this. And she's like, you don't say that. I said, but I can't. She goes, you start running. <laughs> And every single time I said the word I can't, all she had to do is just point to the auditorium <laughs> seats. And I'm telling you what, I would run sometimes oh. the entire practice. Wow. But thanks to her, I no longer say I can't. Mm-hmm. It's I'll give it my best shot. Yeah. I'm going to keep trying. And so I try to ingrain that into my kids of don't ever say I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't know what you can do until you just keep pushing yourself and you yeah. keep working hard and you know, the hard work pays off. Well, in the, in the positive outcome, every, uh, everybody wants the positive outcome to be a win, right? I won or I was first place, but that doesn't always have to be, you know, especially when I coach shot and disc, 
the positive outcome. You might have come in third place, but did you did you set a per, new personal record? Yes, I did. Okay, well then you you be excited about that. That right. was that was positive. You might not have won. You everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to come in first place, but. I would always tell them you still got to you still got what did you do good today? Yes, you didn't the ultimate goal was to be first, but that didn't happen. But what did you do? Well, I, I set a PR. Okay, well that's that's be happy about that. Yeah. You can be upset. That's good too. You want to be um um you want to be in it so much where it, it makes you mad when you don't win, but you still got to celebrate things. And even I struggle with that. I I was talking to someone and my therapist and she even said like like do you get excited when when like little things happen? Because that that goes a long way, and I even told her, I was like, not really. She goes, you got to get excited when you just told me when you first started this podcast, you had seventeen downloads, and now you're getting over fifty every episode. Did, did you get excited about that? I said, no, not really. She goes, well, you need to be happy because all these little things add up. You know, all these positive outcomes will add up, and then then you'll get to where you want to get. You know, it might take a year, it might take ten years, but if you're celebrating all these little things, it makes the end even better because you're you're even higher on that mountain. Yeah, that's good advice. I can see why, you know, you would be like, no, not really, because it's like, it's like with teaching and coaching. Well, I'm just, I'm doing my job. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that's great advice because you don't have to take it as I'm bragging about it. Yeah. But it's just one of those, like a mental note. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm I'm doing, I'm, I'm serving a purpose here. Yeah, and and I told my wife about that, and uh, and she made me, her and the kids made me a cake that said like however many downloads I had or whatever. But but the kids popped out and go happy download day. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it it's good to to celebrate all that stuff and 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 because it keeps you in the right track too because you can't always be down right because right? then you'll uh, it's gonna be so much harder to to get to where you got to be right right you know? you know what's really cool is is teaching at the junior high. We've talked about mentors and, you know, as a teacher, you always want to be a good mentor for your mm-hmm. kids, but sometimes teachers are just like parents where the kids, you, you know, look how many times you didn't listen to your parents because you yeah. thought, oh, they're just being crazy. <laughs> but kids will do the same thing to teachers. Mm-hmm. And so I know we've had some students that, you know, we need to mentor and your name has come up. Mm-hmm. And it's things like that that you may not think are big wins. Yeah. But, Lorenzo, to those students that you're helping and to our staff um, and to our community, that's a huge win. Oh, I appreciate that. You know what yeah. I mean? Because sometimes you're saving a kid's life. Yeah. That That's one of my favorite things to do, and, and it's things that I haven't been able to get in the building because I'd go, um, especially in the winter, I'd go in, in – uh, on Mondays and talk to kids and, you know, I'd go to the HPI building a few last few years and, and talk to kids there. And it's to have like one-on-one time with somebody and to be a mentor to me, like I take a, it's for me, it's a big responsibility. Like somebody somewhere asked me to do this and they, they think highly, highly enough of me that they think I can help this kid in whatever's happening. Right, and that's one thing I love to do. Besides uh, everything else, I do is just talking to those kids one on one. You know, I, I talked to um, a parent last week. Just emailed me and said, "Hey, I got your your information from Mr. Buker and gave me the rundown of what's going on with their kid." And uh, you know, that's another kid I'm, I'm gonna be able to meet up with him. You know, in the next few weeks, it, it, it's so fun to do that stuff. Especially, uh, it's hard work, you right? Know, because it, it, for me, it's not my job, so it's sparing t- finding the the spare time to do it um so it's hard work to do to, to even get there and um, but it's so rewarding when you can break through a kid where they where they will tell you things right and it does, it's not even like like um like real down and dirty stuff it's just like hey uh i had this for dinner it was really good like oh you've never said two words to me you know right so exactly it, it's so much fun to do that stuff or later on they'll come back and mm-hmm. say hey you know you really helped me and I've I've had, you know, we, we were talking about the difference between teaching at the high school and the junior high. Um, right after I lost my dad, when I was I was teaching at the high school, that was in February, and then right around Thanksgiving time, one of my students lost her dad, oh. and she came to my room, and I was able to help her through that. Yeah. Um, but at the junior high, we were talking about how they're such a critical age. I've actually had two students come up to me later and say, thank you. You saved my life. I'm like, what do you mean? 
I was thinking about taking my life, but because you took that time, you saved my life. And I know people are busy, but it's the impact that we can all have, not Mm -hmm. just me, not just you, um, that I think we need to start less politics and more let's help each other. It doesn't matter what walk of life you come from. It doesn't matter, you know, what kind of house you live in, what kind of car you drive. We all need to reach out and help each other Mm -hmm. because, and I'm sure you feel the same way when you're able to help someone, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's like, yes, I helped that person reach a goal for them. Mm -hmm. And I helped them become a better person or a better leader. Yeah. Because that's what we need in this world. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's end with that. That's beautiful. Uh, was it positive thoughts equal positive outcomes? Is that what you said? Or what is, it, what is your quote again? Positive attitude equals positive outcome. Yes, that's beautiful. We'll end with that. Jackie, thanks for coming on the podcast. It was, it was a pleasure. It was wonderful. Thanks, thanks for being Thanks, Lorenzo. Thanks again to my guest, Jackie Durr, teacher at the Perrysburg Junior High. What a great podcast. Um, a lot of good things came out of that podcast. I, uh, I feel good. I feel like I'm ready to go. I like that quote she had, positive attitude equals positive outcomes. That's, uh, I'm glad it's in her classroom, too. All the kids can see that. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia for all the music you hear and producing this podcast. Thanks to Cuttlefish Graphics for the logo. Thanks to Jackie Durr over at the Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab for the banner and the stickers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Everybody, Lillian is back. It's been a while, Lil. It's been a while since you've been out here. No one can see, no one can hear you shaking your head. You have to say words. <laughs> How come, uh, so what have you been up to? Your, your uh, listeners want to know. I've been losing a lot of teeth. You've been losing a lot of teeth? I've been losing one more. Wait, how many? How much more? Okay. Uh, you have four gone right now. Yeah, but one more I like. Oh, I think I've lost two more. Two since the last podcast. Yeah, so two since the last podcast. Yeah, and what's your t- what's the title of your podcast? Princess Pod. Princess Pod. Yeah. So what else have you been up to? I um. I've been going to school <laughs> and getting good grades. Yeah, you've been coming home with uh, on top of pinks a lot, right? Yep. Yeah. And so you've been I, getting jack away I, tickets. Sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So um, have you been able to play in the snow at school today? Or not today, but recently? No. I I keep asking, Mom, can I pack snow pants? But when we pack snow pants, we usually um we usually have indoor recess. Oh, so she has packed snow pants, but, but you no, don't go outside. No, she hasn't. Oh. It's just um, she said it was going to be raining, so we were sad. And you stayed inside. What do you do when you're inside recess? Oh, we um play with our toys, and we run around the gym for five minutes. <laughs> Just run? Yeah, and we play red light, green light. Oh, okay. And um, and we get these coloring sheets where we can color on that sheet. Nice. I have two things I can decide. Three. What? A coloring sheet. Okay. My coloring book or my Legos. Oh, oh you brought build- Legos? Yeah, I've been building a park with my Legos. Nice. It's really cool. Yeah? When school is over, I can show you. Do you keep it there? Yeah, I keep it there. Are there your Legos you brought or Legos from school? Legos I brought. Oh. Some okay. kids don't have anything. That means they can um, grab something from our class. Oh, but you always have something? Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, what else has been happening? Anything else? Um, how was how was gymnastics yesterday? How's good. That? I, I, I did a really cool. Um, I did a really cool bat. Like, um, it's Lizzie was in my class. Oh yeah, saying. yeah, that's cool. Lizzie was in my class. Nice. Yeah, she was here for makeup. She only goes on Wednesdays or Tuesdays. Oh okay, know. all right. I can't remember. Uh yeah, because I have it. I can't go to those practices, your gymnastics anymore, because I work on Saturdays, so I haven't been able to see them. But you're doing pretty good. Yeah, but why can't you take a break off the mom goes to work and you switch? Well, we don't have the same job, so we can't just switch. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, all right. Eventually, I, I'll be able to. I did a cool handstand. I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. But you do a handstand, and you land on your back. On your you, back? Yeah, it, but oh. on the mat. And, and I was really good at them. 
I did it all by myself because I was first because um, un, um, there's only one more person who know how to do it. Oh. And yeah. Oh wow. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Oh. I was. We had a um, new girl. She was five years old. Oh. And you're. What are you? A clover or yeah. a rainbow? Clover. And then the next one's rainbow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I don't know what the next one is. Hmm. Well, it used to be a grasshopper. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a clover. Kind of? <laughs> oh, I forgot what clovers were. <laughs> clovers are little... Remember like four-leaf clovers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four-leaf clovers. I just remembered. Oh, yeah. That's all right. Why is there a blanket still out here? Um, I don't know, because it's just sitting out here. I'm sure we used it for something. <laughs> yeah, wait. Yeah, we used it for the dog. Why was he like... We, we used it for the dog to be outside by, in the garage. Why was the dog... In the garage, um, oh, because of the um. Wasn't somebody working on our house or something in the house? Yeah, in it, yeah. Yeah. The um. I don't remember, but I think it was some something. Somebody was working on our house, so yeah. so he wouldn't get in the way. Yeah, and he wouldn't bark. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, unfortunately, my computer's about to die. Oh, I just want to say one more. Okay, go ahead. No, you got time. Go ahead. Oh, right um. Here. After Daddy, can we make those bracelets, like, out of that bracelet kit? Yeah, we can make bracelets. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for being on. Thanks for listening to the Princess Pod. Lil? Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'm a little mouse.